Hello, everybody. Welcome to this latest episode of Cloud Wars Newsmakers. We're delighted to have with us today Thomas Sarasig, who is the executive board member at SAP in charge of global product engineering. Thomas has been the CIO at SAP uh, years ago in his past, so he understands from the customer perspective what's wanted and needed, and now uh, is you know one of the leaders at the company in these extraordinary times. Thomas, great to see you. Hey, Bob. Hello, and also thanks for having me. So thanks for the invitation. Always a pleasure. Um, geez, Thomas, so many things going on these days. Uh, I, I, you know, there, there's a number of things I wanted to talk about. First, um, you know, what's going on with uh, the, the sort of the ongoing, very significant interest in your cloud ERP product, S4 HANA Cloud, um, industry solutions. Of course, Gen AI, I think, is going to touch on everything we talk about today and the dynamics on the customer side of things. So, you know, we hope to hit a few of these um, and anything that's top of mind for you as well. But I, I really think, you know, from the customers we talk to and listening to, you know, what you and the other SAP executives have been talking about, the ultimate goal for customers is to have these end-to-end, -end, highly intelligent, seamlessly connected digital processes. And it seems so much that, you know, um, cloud ERP in its new lighter, more modular uh, representation is sort of the key to that. So, Thomas, could you talk a little bit about that and what you're hearing from customers about what they're able to do differently in this new cloud ERP world? No, no, absolutely more than happy to do so, Bob. And actually, you, you mentioned it. I mean, there's never a dull moment in enterprise technology yeah. for short <laughs> technology advancements. But that's actually already one of the, the reasons why the people embrace the latest technology to stay ahead of the curve, to stay competitive and to have a better customer experience. And you mentioned a couple of dimensions and I'm happy to allude to that. But for sure, our SAP S4 HANA Cloud is a force multiplier. And that's what we see. I mean, in Q1, uh, we talked about a growth rate of 75% of our cloud revenue for, for that segment alone. And for sure, it carries along a lot of other line of business solutions like HR, like procurement, uh, and the topics as well. And also, quite frankly, what is also fascinating in this moment of time, we see a couple of interesting dimensions. On the one hand side, we see geopolitical risks, we see microeconomic concerns. And for sure, this is touching companies and they need to stay resilient. And that's also coming then to supply chain, to the network of companies, how they come together. And all of that is in the end of the day touching an ERP system. That's the reason why it's so important to be with the next generation of ERP, which is intelligent, sustainable, networked and collaborative. And that's something what we've built with S4 HANA Cloud, which is truly a modular suite of applications leveraging the best. And also with, with that, we ensure the time to market is quicker and the time to value for our customers because you can easily embrace S4 HANA Cloud and adopt on, in parallel for its subscription billing as a different component on our business technology platform, tightly integrated, but you can uh, basically from an IT perspective, have multiple speeds which you want to address. And I think that's a very important aspect. I want to give you one example of a customer. Yeah. Smart Press Shop, a customer in Germany. It's a joint venture of Porsche and uh, uh, Schuler. And it's actually fascinating. They wanted to build a new plant, actually, a new factory. And they used SAP as for our cloud, public cloud, and digital manufacturing cloud of SAP. Guess how many IT colleagues are working for this company? Two. Only two. <laughs> In IT and they implemented S4 on a public cloud, digital manufacturing cloud in less than a quarter, productively live, automating all processes. It's purely digital, there's no paper at all. It's a, it's a dark factory, so to say. It works end to end. And we now embrace even new AI capabilities like visual inspection to 
further drive the quality up together with our customers. And this is for sure what we can do in the cloud because we can deliver all these innovations in a way quicker timeframe. And that's basically such an important aspect. And that's for sure fueling our growth. And we see the, the huge interest of our customers uh, in, in this regards. And um, I think that's an uh, interesting topic. Yeah. So Thomas, the uh, less than a quarter, those both the uh, S4HANA cloud and the digital manufacturing cloud were up and running, less than a quarter. Yes, correct, with two people in IT. That's the beauty of the, of the SaaS world which we, which we deliver. And a good piece is also this customer basically signed up to an innovation journey with SAP. Because think about the announcements which we did at Sapphire. If we talk about how we now embrace generative AI, how we embrace sustainability with a green ledger, we will be the first company who will be able to provide a transactional carbon accounting on a transactional basis to really measure, track, report, and act on, on carbon and optimize. And these customers will get that automatically as an innovation stream from us. And that's exactly what our customer wants to see that they stay on top of the curve. And as you see the rising regulations, for instance, on sustainability and the sustainability reporting bodies, which now basically mandate that you are able to do that, this is for us for sure a very important um, aspect. And this is part of our S4HANA portfolio, how we help our customers to succeed uh, in, in these dimensions. But I think that's important. And also to a point you mentioned, the modularity of our, of our suite, and that's super important. Like for instance, already today, you can also have sustainability control trial for all the ESG metrics, actually, according to the World Economic Forum, to really drive an end-to-end -end ESG transformation as well, which is, again, an application built on our business technology platform using the latest and greatest technology which is also capable to include third-party uh, data, which is relevant in this aspect. And if we talk about sustainability, you know that's one of my passions um, about the topic, because you can only solve the topic of sustainability if you also think about the supply chain and the end-to-end -end network of companies, because we know that the greenhouse gas protocol scope three is the problem because 80% of the emissions coming out of the supply chain. So you need to understand all of these tiers. And that's exactly where our network strategy comes into place, deeply integrated with S4HANA. So basically we have a network system and we provide a network of intelligent enterprises to really track this carbon along the entire chain that we can really manage uh, and optimize that. And I think that is a, is a key aspect. And we as a company, we are absolutely committed also to drive standards like with the well, Business Council for Sustainable Development, we mm. basically drove also the concept of the PACT standard, basically, which is an open standard for uh, carbon data exchange, which is so important uh, because we need it. So you clearly see how this network aspect is important. And at Sapphire, we were pleased that we could also announce the SAP Business Network for Industries. Yes. Because the reality is, the reality is, if you think about our industry competence, but also the, um, basically the industries which level up, leverage our network is phenomenal. To give you just some high-level data, in the high-tech industry itself, with more than 140,000 connected suppliers, for the, specifically for the high-tech industry, with a transaction volume of more than 226 billion alone. If you think about consumer products, there we talk about 265,000 suppliers more than 136 billion in transaction. So you clearly see these industries, we connect those together to optimize these processes and enable these new capabilities um, that, that companies try. To, to a point with regards to industries, 
industries is really a hot topic because we want to differentiate with industry-specific capabilities. That's what we do with our industry cloud, providing cloud-native capabilities, new business processes in the cloud directly connected to our uh, various SaaS solutions, but also the notion about SAP Business Network for industries to really cover all of that, uh, that topic. And there, I have to say, we basically benefit from the 51-year experience serving industry-specific needs to really be able to differentiate very intensively on, 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 that, network, uh, on that topic as well. Thomas, you know, I there are a couple things that you know really resonated in what you just said. One is the uh, the significance of in parallel supply chain and sustainability. Right, you can have the best sustainability intentions in the world if you can't, as you described, it, track what goes on through the entire supply chain. It won't help. But that's different in pharmaceuticals than it is in retail than it is in you know, manufacturing. So the industry-specific business networks, I think, is a real differentiator for SAP, you know, for some of the reasons you described. And, you know, all the big tech companies are going in this direction of vertically oriented industry cloud solutions and all. But I get the impression that what SAP is aiming to do is not just help individual companies uh, adopt industry-specific solutions, but extend those across entire industries. Is that sort of in line with what you're doing? Yeah, 100%. And what you what you see in industries like automotive, where we basically were driving force about Catena X, which is an industry network for automotive, where we brought together all the OEMs and all their suppliers and their tier end suppliers in the chain to even enable that one. And I think that is also an important aspect that we bring these industries together because they are anyway SAP customers. We have the connectivity. We can bring them together on our network based on the connectivity we have with their suppliers anyway. And this is a unique opportunity we can have with our customer base to bring them together and then also ensure that the data exchange is in a super trusted manner because that's for sure an essential part of all of that that you that you basically as an individual part of the network and the supply chain that you know that it's a very trusted exchange how this data is leveraged therefore sure sap is uniquely uh, positioned with our approach uh, to data privacy protection and and, and security in uh, in these regards we also go one step further in the industry notion that we truly believe also that if you think about what we can do by connecting actually components from the from the from the front office to the supply chain to the core value chain of the company that we really can also industry tailored customer experience capabilities in well and that's also one of the next leapfrogs which we started this year that we get into the point to industry tailored cx solutions directly integrated with the value channel. I think that is important because quite frankly, if you think about the customer experience, it doesn't stop when you push the, push the buy button on a web page. Yeah. But actually for your customer experience, you want to have that in time, in quality. And if you, if you don't like it, you want to return it quite frankly in a very simple manner. And guess what? The delivery and the return and all of these aspects, this is core ERP capabilities. And we want to provide this end-to-end -end experience across to our customers. And I think that's an important aspect. Or also think about notions like re-commerce, which is a big topic. Also think about circularity, yeah. about yeah. sustainability. Re-commerce is a big topic. We can facilitate that and we have capabilities for that because for sure we have this vast data and we can leverage and optimize these aspects as well in the, in the respective um, areas. So that's certainly where we are super excited to see actually how we can leverage this breadth of our data, this breadth of our capabilities to help our customers exactly what you mentioned in the beginning, 
to ensure that this end-to-end processes and instead drive a better customer experience because we fundamentally believe if you don't have these integrated uh, end-to-end processes, if you don't have this visibility into your own supply chain, then fundamentally you cannot deliver the quality to a customer uh, what actually our customers and consumers fundamentally expect from companies they interact with for sure also uh, in a sustainable manner. So I think these are super important topics where we are very excited um, uh, to help our customers. Yeah, um, Thomas, you know that uh, that very compelling picture that you paint there about the benefits to customers uh, in multiple dimensions. Could you talk a little bit about what you see what in your discussions with customers? SAP still has, you know, a, a significant portion of customers still using the on-premise version. And you mentioned early in our conversation here why it's so significant for customers to get on the latest version or the most recent version what in the customer's mind is holding things up why are the uh, what's behind their decision not to jump on this say hey i want all those things you talked about i think actually i have to i have to say we feel actually that exactly this wave is coming so when i see the growth what we do is rise and it's a phenomenal cloud growth which we deliver on a quarter by quarter basis I absolutely believe this train has left the station. So our customers are very actively big time moving to our cloud solutions from on-premise also to our Lesfana cloud and also private uh, cloud additions. This is a big movement to rise. It's, a, it's, a, it's, I would argue, the most successful launch we had. If you think about the revenue growth in, let's say, less than, less than uh, two years, actually, it's actually phenomenal, quite frankly. So we're really pleased to see the progress. And when you see customer go lives this year, like AMD, uh, India or customers who sign up with BMW, Nestle, Bayer, you name it. I mean, it's phenomenal basically across all industries, all sizes of the customer uh, move to, to rise is, um, is just a tremendous uh, success. And the customers trust with their most business critical solutions actually on SAP. And that's what we know. And that's where we're so proud that we are able to serve those companies end to end, including again, production systems, you name it, everything included. Uh, in, in that front as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then I, I thought it was interesting since you mentioned Rise too, the, the, in some ways the next step that came up with that with Grow, right? So for uh, small mid-sized companies that maybe have not used SAP in the past, but it's a, it's a parallel type of thinking, isn't it, Thomas? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, with Rise for sure, uh, the, the key market is the installed base of SAP. Customers who have 10, 20 years of, of SAP and, and our solutions already partially perhaps also, you know, customized back in the days and Rise's journey to really not only move to the cloud, but also the business transformation associated to help get to the clean core and embrace these greatest and latest technologies, what we have in innovations. And with Grow with SAP, it's really a, a, a solution which we offer, especially also for net new names, or for sure also companies doing it in, a, in the two-tier scenarios or companies who want to embrace a real greenfield business re-engineering approach and embrace the latest standardized business processes we can, which we can push uh, to the market. It grows a phenomenal vehicle uh, for, for our growth and we see uh, the pickup of that and it's actually uh, exciting because our customers are actually and the customers who sign up to growth, what they get is a totally different experience of an ERP solution than they know. If you yeah. think about what an ERP today is, I mean, everything is mobile available on the watch, on the iPad, on the iPhone. 
But also, guess what? With now the launch of AppVision Pro, SAP will be capable to deliver all of our mobile capabilities on day one of the launch of AppVision Pro because we are ahead of the curve. So also going from two-day to three-day, and we are prepared also for augmented reality and bring our solutions into, uh, into, into that mix. So all mobile, all devices, ERP. Then we have the collaboration. We have an, an embedding of um, Microsoft Teams so that you directly out of each process can communicate and collaborate with different teams uh, and, and colleagues you have uh, is actually phenomenal. And you get a constant innovation cycle what we have. What is also an interesting notion, what we can do with Crow, because we also leverage Signavio, we have a continuous process improvement factor. And what you now actually see, what we showed at Safar is, we go one step further, further with generative AI, with the capabilities that customers can actually describe their processes, can adjust the processes based nice. on description, on prescription language, actually. And now think about a scenario where you not only can describe an optimization of a business process and for sure we can match it with the best practices in the market based on the more than 20,000 customer data sets which we have to, to benchmark the optimal process. We can also, in the SaaS world, directly can go into the configuration with our cloud ALM in our business configuration as well, that you fundamentally, a business users can describe process improvement and can fundamentally turn it into configuration, into action, to actually change the processes in the system. So it doesn't stop just with the process description and, and a nice BPNN model, but actually the entire throughput. So if you think about generative AI and the capabilities we have, it's an enormous opportunity what we have to rethink automation, to rethink continuous process improvements. And that's what we can deliver uniquely based on the chain of, of, um, of capabilities which we can bring together, uh, simplifying the, the, the user's life in, in this regard dramatically. Well, Thomas, those are uh, you know exciting possibilities you talked about there. But I also want to say, I think we just set a record for any conversation in 2023. It took us 18 minutes to get into the subject of generative AI. That's uh, you'll be in, you know, Ripley's believe it or not with that. Uh, but Thomas, you've had a chance now and you just described some of the things broadly that could go on. Um, SAP has got its own Gen A capabilities. You're working very closely with partners. The business technology platform allows you to make that seamless. Can you talk about some of the early benefits that customers are seeing from what SAP is doing with Gen AI? I mean, we absolutely see a tremendous amount of productivity improvements with the capabilities we receive. To give you some sense, we currently develop concretely more than 50 generative AI use scenarios across the product portfolio in parallel. As you pointed out, we build on top of our business technology platform an AI foundational layer, which basically ensures all the trust, the orchestration, the ethical approach to, to that angle and the integration to multiple uh, large language models, which we leverage to, uh, to your point, we leverage the best technology on the market behind the scenes, leverage it by the scenarios infused in the application. So our AI is built in, is embedded in the application. So users can directly consume it. And it's also more relevant because for sure we train actually models with our business data in the context of our domain model, which we have, but also provide dedicated wisdom and capabilities as part of the customer-specific data, which you can infuse. What is also an important aspect to that one is actually our approach to responsibility and the responsible AI. So if you talk about trustworthiness, 
uh, an ethical approach. And that's something where we actually already have an AI ethics council with external participation since 2018. And every single SAP employee has still since 2022 already an AI ethics policy they need to adhere to because it's so important for us. And there you can ensure that if you think about any prompt you do in our digital assistant, which is going across all of our product suite, that for every of these prompts, we ensure that we add the respective additional prompt statement to ensure that it's unbiased, that it's not racism and the likes and so forth. So we really work diligently uh, on, on, on this aspect to give uh, further, uh, further capabilities. Because one thing is clear for us, our systems are used for the most business critical decisions. And that means if customers use our AI, it's clear that we need to ensure the highest level of quality, highest level of responsibility, highest level of uh, reliability on the outcome. So we cannot fool around here. And that's the reason why we have so much investment actually in this aspect that our customers can fully trust on SAP that we do it in the right way. So not just marketing bus, so what I see a lot these days that jump, the companies just jump on a high, but we seriously work on that. What we also actually do, that's an exciting opportunity. If you think about opportunity, about an SAP foundational model, leveraging the connectivity of our holistic domain model and the training with our business data across more than 20,000 customer sets, uh, which, we, which we do. And this is a unique differentiator in the market, which also further will drive the relevancy of the outcome of generated uh, AI. And that's something where I'm so excited to see all of that coming into fruition uh, now months by months and, and our customers will, will embrace it and uh, this will be massive. And to your point, we have an enterprise system across all of our applications. We will have in each line of business dedicated AI scenarios on all of the platform, like if you think about our um, IDEs for, for developers. Um, we also showed that at Sapphire Sneak Preview that for sure we include generative AI in all platform capabilities. If you think about analytics, we have the capability and we launched it already this year that you can basically just say, describe me the chart of my sales growth in the quarter XYZ and the potential prediction you see in this country. We just describe that and we generate all of the charts for you in our SAP analytics cloud. So just to give you some sense that we infuse AI in all aspects of the portfolio. And this is an exciting opportunity we have in front of us. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Thomas, it's, it sounds wild. What a, what a time we live in right now, huh? Uh, you know, Thomas, the one last thing I want to be sure to ask you about was on the customer side, right? Um, we've seen over the last few years a successful digital transformation is, in fact, a business transformation first and then aligning the appropriate technology to make that happen. So it isn't just an IT project. Uh, the CIO, of course, is extremely important in this whole new uh, oversight and decision-making, but the entire C-suite seems to be involved more and more in this. We've seen in some cases that customers are developing what, you know, executive buying committees so that you're in, you're certain to get, you know, 360 view of which is the right product. How do we set this up? How do we put this together? What are the benefits we're hoping to get from this? So I wondered if you could talk a little bit about, you know, the SAP's uh, expansion beyond the, you know, long time, great relationship with CIOs or CTOs. And now you're stepping out across the other um, C-suite members as well. How's that 
How is that working these days? First and foremost, I, I agree. And it, it's a good trend because uh, also when I was back as CIO, actually my mantra was we need a business-led project because in the end, end of the day, it's not only a digital transformation, it's a business transformation, what we talk about. And you only see the advantage and value if you see the business uh, value of that. And that's the reason why I actually appreciate the trend that we see more and more uh, C-suite colleagues actually very actively in that engagement that for sure broadens our opportunity with our press of the portfolio. So cross-selling activities are a big opportunity for us in this regards. And it's also important because you need the buy-in from the business side to really change the process, to be willing to go the extra mile, to be willing to embrace this new technology. Also for the change management processes, if you roll out, for instance, our supply chain to, to thousands of uh, um, uh, uh, colleagues in, in the company, then you need the support of the head of the supply chain to drive that change actively. So for us, it's an advantage because it's accelerating uh, the business, quite frankly. It's accelerating the change. And that's a, that's a benefit for us because we see the time to value is quicker. So we appreciate that that, that notion. And with our uh, business-oriented solution, I think we are, we are very, very well positioned. And I, and I think it's also important. Technology should never be embraced just for the sake of technology. There should be a business ratio. And that's exactly where I feel with our business software, knows our business AI approach. This is exactly where I feel uh, it's, the, it's the right notion in this time. And so I, I appreciate it. But to a point for sure, the CIO always will be a very strategic role because as an enabler and driver for, for this topic, and quite frankly, the person who needs to bring all of that finally together, um, there's certainly uh, CIOs will also in the future play an absolutely vital role uh, in, in this regards. But I appreciate that we see also more C-suite and, and buying centers uh, very actively in, in, in this conversation for the transformation as well. Thomas, as we wrap up, I just wanted to, you know, ask your perspective on something of what we were just talking about across the C-suite, particularly CIOs. I hope we're at a point now where we're going to stop hearing any CIO use a phrase like, you know, my job is to support the business because, yeah, in some way, of course, that's true, but that's true of every individual in the company. But I think when CEOs phrase it that way, it's mean I'm not part of the business, right? We're over in this separate IT world, and now it's so intensely fused into everything a company does. I hope that mindset flips over into something. I'm here to help accelerate the business, grow the business, dazzle the customers and all that. I just wanted no, to think that's accurate. No, I, I, I fully agree with you. The people that IT is an integral part of the business and digital transformation is an integral part of everybody's role, quite frankly. And I think that is something what we see and that's, that, that's an absolutely positive notion. And we anyway need to also scale, quite frankly, the audience because there will be always so much demand for new innovation, for new process changes. And that's, for instance, also the reason why we basically with SAP Build provide a capability for low-code, no-code extension for the, for, the, for the business users, actually, to really have quick enhancements because the reality is, and always was, we always have more demand for the IT organization to fulfill. Yeah. They can do it. So we need to scale it to the business users. And that's what we do with our low-code, no-code extension in a fully IT-governed way and secure way because it's part of our platform. But business users can help themselves and extend applications, build own applications in a very protected and safe uh, manner, actually. So it's super important. But to your point, it needs to be understood that this is one team and one fusion yeah. of the capabilities. So I'm fully with you. Uh, and we certainly will see we'll see more of that in the future. So very positive development on that front. Yeah. So Thomas, before we close, any final thoughts that you wanted to be sure to share? No, I mean, from my side, it's, it's the most exciting time uh, to be in the IT sector because 
the, disrupt, the disruptive force of AI, what we see, is a huge opportunity for us to really rethink what the next generation of enterprise software is. And at SAP, we are really excited to really lead the conversation about business AI. And certainly that's something where uh, very exciting times ahead of us. It is. It is. And Thomas, thanks for being with us. Uh, enjoyed the conversation as always. Thank you very much, Bob. Really appreciate it. All right. And folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars. This has been a conversation with Thomas Saurasig, uh, a member of the executive board at SAP and head of global product engineering. We'll see you next time. See you. Thomas, that was great. Uh, work out all right for you? It was perfect. I think it was a good flow, don't you think? I think it was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it worked out very well. Thanks. And I think, you know, some of those related points, uh, you know, just the questions, customers, everything, I think it's good to get, um, you know, your perspectives on not just the stuff SAP makes, but of course, the impact it's having on customers and their issues and concerns. So thanks for going into that as well. No, absolutely. So thank you much, Bob. And uh, let me know when it's published. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, I think uh, we're going to try to fast track this, get it up next week. Cool. Thank you very much. Right. Wish you a good day. Thank you so much, Bob. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks, Thomas. You too. Bye-bye. Bye, Martin. Bye.